Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 14 of the Matt and Matt O-Scale Train Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me, as always, is my co-host... Matt Zuha. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Fantastic, as always. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. It's a little snowy and cold here in Chicago, but um, here. <laughs> we're getting, yeah, yeah, you, you're just getting the weather that, that I get, like, what, two days later or something like something that? Something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so tonight, I think we're uh, we planned on talking about buildings and accessories in O scale. And what I mean by that is like just all of the different brands of buildings, the styles of buildings that you can get for your O scale layout, and then we'll tackle accessories a bit. So, so accessories like you know your old. Lionel accessories, sawmill, milk car, to um, semi-fours, uh, block signals, stuff like that. So um, I don't know if we'll be able to cover like every single brand. So I do apologize. There, there just uh, there is a lot out there. The way we should probably treat it is that if you were to right now, if you have an O scale train layout and you wanted to add buildings and accessories what is available right now and what is, you know, good picks for that? You know, what, what, what's, what's a good, what's a good building? You know, what, um, what kind of, uh, value does it have? Does it come with lights? Does it have sound? Uh, does it have any kind of like moving animated parts on it? How much is it? Right. So we'll tackle stuff like that. So if you don't have anything, Matt, I imagine we'll just, Go forward and, and get the uh, get the discussion started. Sounds good to me. Okay. All right. So I guess I'll just tackle buildings, uh, at least from my perspective. I'm a big fan of buildings. Now, uh, just so everybody knows, uh, what we're going to cover tonight covers both uh, conventional and command. So it doesn't matter how you run your trains. Uh, what we're talking about is the aesthetics of having buildings and accessories and making your layout your own, right? Like, you know, this is, I customize it because I like these buildings because this reason, and you know, I want to, I want it to look like a, a country town. I want it to look like a big city, stuff like that. So I was always a huge fan of buildings and I'm, I'm not going to go too much into the, I started kind of an HO and even back then, I loved like all the little HO um, buildings, especially when they were lighted. You know, you turn off the lights and it's like, oh, man, that looks great. And when I got into O scale, I immediately started looking for even when I just had like a plain board layout, I started looking into buildings because I'm like, you know, this this is great. You know, I've tracked down. Uh, running my trains around, but this it needs something else, right? So I just started looking into it, and the first, I think the first manufacturer that caught me caught my eye was probably MTH, because uh, their buildings are technically, or I say technically, but are usually inexpensive, right? Uh, they they have a good good price, um, and I was able to find like uh, that large country junction train station. For my layout, I found like an old train. Uh, I was able to find a train house. And a lot of these buildings, too, you can find used like on eBay or 
on the forums or even at your local uh, hobby shop. Some uh, my local hobby shop has used buildings all the time. People bring them in, and you know they're already put together, and and it's you know it's they're usually like marked down like 40, 50, 60 percent. And it's a good deal. After a while, I started, uh, I added a couple of Lionel uh, buildings, stuff like that. And lo and behold, a couple years ago, uh, Menards started popping up. And I was very, very impressed with Menards. And I have probably, uh, my layout today is probably like 80% Menards and 20% Woodland Scenic because Woodland Scenics are probably so if you were to if you were to ask me like okay so what's the what's the creme de la creme of like O scale buildings I I would probably have to say Woodland Scenic buildings me too uh cuz they are just so finely detailed like the littlest thing if you look inside of uh, uh, an uh you know a Woodland Scenic building sometimes the interior is like decked out and um detailed and stuff like that and that's really cool but with that comes a larger price right you know the average woodland scenic building is probably like a a large woodland scenic building is definitely in the um in the hundred dollar plus range you know, I'm talking like just like a like a regular house, you know, not like a, a gigantic factory, like just a regular house It's probably around one hundred dollars. Um, you can get you can get them cheaper at shows. So it's the uh, the Wheaton train show. And that's it was once a month. And there was a guy there who had nothing but woodland scenic buildings and he sold them for a really good price. I mean, he was he's chopping off like 20, 30 percent, sometimes even more if you kind of bought multiple ones. You know, I, I started adding Woodland Scenic buildings, but again, they were expensive. Like I have the the old time movie theater Woodland Scenic building and I have the post office Woodland Scenic building. And I love them both. I think they're just fantastic models. Uh, I have the I have the uh, the windmill that came out uh, like last year. And I have the old time kind of country water tower as well from Woodland Scenics. However, I started to just slowly start replacing my MTH buildings with Menards buildings because, yeah, Woodland Scenic buildings are the creme de la creme. But if you want bang for your buck, then there's no other place to go but Menards. Like hundred uh, percent, I would I would have I would argue with someone if they wanted to have an argument about what's the best bang for your buck buildings. It's a hundred percent Menards. They come detailed they come with figures they come with lights and i'm not just talking about like okay the interior is lighted i'm talking about like lights all around the sides i'm talking about lampposts sometimes um flashing marquee lights uh just all kinds of really cool lighting on these things uh i have the morton salt factory and the Morton Salt logo, uh, the girl with the salt and the umbrella, you know, it's kind of it's like it's like the animated logo on the actual building, right? It's like, and and all of these things can be had for usually about uh, right under a hundred dollars. There's a couple of Menards buildings that are a little over a hundred dollars, and they're usually gigantic. 
but um, but most <laughs> Menards things are are sub one hundred. Um, are come fully detailed figures, everything you could want. You throw them on your layout. Um, they're ready to go. Either they have um uh the way they do the power hookups. They're either on the side. If you're, you know, if you're not drilling any holes or anything, or they have a bottom feed, right? So if you're drilling, uh, uh, drilling holes on your layout and you're, you know, you want, you don't want wires to show, you could feed your power right through there. And that's really good because they paid attention, right? They're, they're, they're making sure that they take care of all of, all of their demographics, all of their audience for these buildings, because there's the people who I want realism. I don't want anything showing that looks like this is some kind of, toy house and then they're the people that whatever i'm just going to put it on my layout i'm just going to plug it in and run the run the cable over the table and plug it in and it looks fine and that's fine you know those those two things are fine the only thing with menards that i would probably just um have a i don't want to say gripe because that's not the right word for it but the way they do their power is that now, I know there are alternatives to doing their power, but their default power hookups for all their buildings are, well, you know, here's a barrel, here's a barrel plug and it, you know, and you got to plug our, our wall warped into wherever, right? And you can buy the daisy chaining plugs and they have Y adapters and stuff like that. But th- that usually goes against like what most O-scale modelers are used to. Right. You know, we're usually hooking up all of our buildings and lighting to some type of um, transformer uh, and we're running our lighting that way. Whereas Menards kind of came out and said, well, we're going to do we like to do power this way. And maybe they had a reason for that. You know, a lot of their buildings require different different loads of power. And I I actually found that out myself, Um, like, you know, their small little train station doesn't take as much power as the. Uh, Morton Salt, which has like, you know, the, the changing marquee sign and stuff like that, um, or whatever, whatever you want to call it, the animated LED sign, a billboard sign or whatever. Um, but I was actually running into a problem where I was having like flickering lights and I found out that it was actually um, I was using a Y adapter for one of my larger buildings. And when I moved it, <clears throat> excuse me, and when I moved it over to a regular straight plug, uh, it worked fine. It wasn't flickering anymore. So, you know, I'm guessing that they they're doing their power uh, adapters and they're they're uh, using the barrel plug and, so, <clears throat> and stuff like that for a reason, right? Um, because their buildings probably take a lot of juice, is what I'm guessing. So they had to find a way to uh, make it a little bit easier for people to get power to those buildings and they they just had to go against the grain main reason that uh i went menards is again uh just bang for your buck i just started I, they were just coming out with such great stuff you know and uh stuff that's like actual buildings and named for things right it's not like you know pete's you know dog food shed or you know, I mean, some of their stuff is, but, but you know what I mean? Like MTH has those buildings where they kind of have like a pun. Yeah. 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 Funny name. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Whereas like Menards is like, okay, you know, we're going to have a Morton salt factory and we're going to have, uh, we're going to have the Melville's park uh, station. 
The yeah, the Melrose Park train station, which is at, you know, I have it and it's an actual train station. And Melrose Park is the Menards that I go to. Um, so, you know, they wanted to give a little bit of realism there as well. My train station is the Lancaster train station. I'm guessing off, off of the Lancaster PA is what I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super happy with Menards. And again, all, you know, all these manufacturers make certain, you know, like very uh, unique things. Um, you know, and, you know, and Lionel's been around for a long time. Lionel's been making buildings uh, for a really long time. And, you know, they started moving over to to their, um, what, what do you call that with their, um, where you plug it into the track? The plug and play? Yeah, the plug and play. So they've kind of moved over to their plug and play series. So to make it easier for people to, you know, hey, here's a building, plug it, use this, use this adapter, buy this track, plug it right into the track, and you don't have to run any wires under your layout. Everything is powered by the track. And that's fine. That's, in fact, that's a really great idea for people who are just getting started and they want to add buildings onto their layout. Makes it really easy. You don't have to worry about drilling holes or running running wires all over the place. It's <laughs> it's a good idea, but you know the Lionel buildings tend to be uh, not very detailed. Um, I don't I, I don't recollect ever seeing any of them like with figures, unless you're buying like the like the little like seesaw or the Ferris wheel or um, something like that, but like. Building wise, like I've never really seen too many of them or any of them at all that come with like figures. I don't think I have either. And the one thing about Lionel is that, well, unfortunately, you're gonna play the you're gonna pay the Lionel tax on it. It's gonna be expensive, right? I mean, you compare a Menards building to a to a Lionel building, and the Menards building just ends up blowing it out of the water. And sometimes the price is exactly the same. <laughs> oh yeah for sure i mean that's just kind of like and you know the, good for menards that that's what that, that's what they're doing they're they're becoming that very inexpensive uh company for o scale and frankly o scale needed somebody like that mm-hmm. I, I think mean, that really helps the market and i think that really helps drive o scale when people can go into menards walk out spend a hundred dollars and walk out with a with a with a Menards building, and and uh, some track, and maybe like four or five pieces of rolling stock, right? Oh yeah. If I go down to my local hobby shop, I with a hundred dollars, I'm probably walking out with maybe one car or one building <laughs> by by Lionel. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't. I'm not trying to bash Lionel or anything like that. That's that's not what this is for. I'm just saying that there are. There are there are alternatives out there in which there should be for buildings. And I, I don't really think you can you can pass up Menards at this point. Um, you know, they're, they're the ones I, I think if you're getting into O scale and everyone that I've spoken to uh, in the in the in, in my model train kind of, um, you know, area and uh, my YouTube uh, buddies and you as well. You know, it's it, it it's all kind of known that you know. Hey, if you want a building, um, go for Menards. They're just it, it, it's a great 
it's a great place for buildings. And that's I'm not saying that there aren't any good MTH or, you know, Lionel or a Woodland Scenic buildings. There are like there's there's great ones. If if the, if you're looking for something unique or or in particular and only one of them makes that. Well, if you like it and you want it on your layout, then buy it. Who It doesn't matter who it's by. Uh, I'm just I'm just kind of saying that, you know, I I like Menards. I'm going to continue to buy Menards, but unfortunately, I've um, <laughs> I've probably exceeded my capacity now for housing. <laughs> so um, I'm going to have to. Uh, at this point, I'm 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 at the junction of if I get a new building, it has to replace another building. And that's just where I'm at. No expansion. No. <laughs> Oh man, I you know I thought I wish I, I so it is possible for me to do expansion, but I I just I don't I don't want to mess with it. You know I don't want to mess with the layout anymore. Don't fix it. That's what it is. Is if it's not broke right now, I'm just I'm really trying to just put all the finishing touches on, uh, just do a little bit of landscaping finishing touches. And then kind of devote my time to a uh, trying to collect all of the pieces of trains that I want. Like, you know, I want to collect all the passenger cars for this series or I want to complete this set, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I also want to start um, focusing on making more videos and doing this podcast. Right. I think I've come to a point where at this, you know, at this junction, you know, I mean, your layout, your layout's never done. I understand that you're always going to be tweaking it. But I think for the most part, most of the work is already done. And that leaves me time to do other things like this and my YouTube channel. It gives me more time to focus on those things and less on the layout. So uh, I think I probably <laughs> I probably <laughs> talked about uh, buildings enough, at least from my side. So I'll hand it over to you, Matt. All right. So like for me, I really have to piggyback on what Matt said with the Menards. Uh, I bought his uh, fire hall from him, and uh, that's a beautiful building. My grandfather, he has a bunch of uh, Menards. He's got the big, the uh, like the York Hotel and those, the big, big ones. Uh, he's got those, uh, which is really cool. And they're very nice uh, for, like I said, for the price. You can't beat it. Uh, my complaint is the power, the way they do the power. And uh, for that, um, I did modify the fire hall. Um, I bought a uh, uh, converter that goes from AC to DC. So what I did is you throw whatever voltage you have in, let's say 14 volts in, and then you can adjust it uh, to four and a half volts for the Menards and that we can run it off your regular accessory line, whatever that is. Um, so that's really cool. And uh, that, that'll be the way I uh, do my uh, Menards buildings, which uh, I really like that train station you have, Matt. That thing's really, really nice. I think I picked that up near the end of its life too. I, I had, I think I tried to look online for it and I, I never found it. And then I went over to like my local, I don't know which Menards was it. It was, it was, it was, I don't know if it was the one in Melrose park or the one in Glendale Heights, but I, I saw it there and I was like, you know what? I really like this train station. And, and kind of the weird thing is, is, 
they haven't done a large train station again. Like they've only done the Melrose Park one, which is the smaller one. But maybe I'm I'm hoping that they're working on another large train station because I those are really nice pieces. I hope so. I have the uh, MTH Country Passenger Station, which is really similar to that. It's like I'm kind of kicking myself for not doing the Menards. <laughs> I, I, I have that Country Passenger. I have that same one that you have. Uh, that was my first train station I ever had uh, for my old oh, scale really? layout. And then, the, yeah, then that was one of the things I replaced. I took out the the MTH one and I replaced it with the Menards one, and I was I was so happy with it. Um, it's it's funny because it almost became like it's almost like the center point of my layout because it's pretty much sitting almost dead center. Um, and I kind of built around it and it really helped me define like what did I what I wanted to do, you know, around that area. But um, that's one of the weird things with Menard's stuff is that sometimes they make buildings and then. That's it. Like they, they call everything like limited edition and I, you know, I guess they can if they want, (laughs) but like some of their buildings, you know, they make them and once they're gone, that's it. Like the water tower, like I bought that water tower. Um, uh, it was like last year it came out and it sold out like super fast. And now you can't find it anywhere. People Mm -hmm. on eBay are selling it for like, I don't know, a hundred dollars or something. So crazy. Yeah. Like, um, you know, a lot of the older buildings, uh, they haven't re- they haven't remade the Morton Salt building. Uh, they stopped making that. Um, and I understand that, you know, you can't have this gigantic line of products, right? Like you have to, you know, they're doing the same thing, right? They're they're uh, uh, sunsetting certain buildings so they can replace them with new buildings. And that's perfectly fine. Uh, I just... I, you know, when you mentioned train station, I just really hope that they either make uh, bring that one back or just make a new one, right? Because they they did the what they did that with the firehouse, yeah. Um, the original style. firehouse they got rid of and they brought back a new one with like <clears throat> I don't know, it's got like it's got like an animated truck now on it or something like that or helicopter there too. Yeah, it's got it's got a lot of flashing lights. That's all mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> But uh, uh, getting off that Menards topic, we could probably have a whole episode just on Menards. But uh, um, my uh, buildings that I really like um, from MTH are the uh, operating buildings, like the their fire hall and the uh, McDonald's and the gas stations, the car wash, all that sort of thing. I don't know if you've seen any of those, but they're really, really cool. I have, actually. And I was really close to actually buying a uh, McDonald's one day. I really want McDonald's. There was one, and I don't know if it's still there, but there was one up at my local hobby shop. It was used, but it was in pretty much perfect shape. And um, the only problem that I run into, honestly, is that the, the base, the base for a lot of these MTH buildings, especially like the automated ones, is really thick. It's you know thick what I mean? And it's big. Yeah, and I understand that that there's there's wires and there's electronics down there, and there's probably and there's definitely some type of moving parts. Um, I, I agree a hundred percent. The the animatron, the animated, the animatronics, or whatever whatever you want to call it. Um, hey, we're at Disney World now. It's anim- yeah, animatronics. Right. <laughs> um, the animated features of the um, MTH buildings are like bar none, like awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 
my MTH dealer, uh, hobby shop dealer here uh, in Berwyn, uh, he's got a, a nice train layout in the middle of the store, and he has nothing but MTH uh, buildings on there. And a lot of them are the animated ones. So he's got like the firehouse where the engine comes out and uh, the car wash, I think, too, if I'm trying to remember right. So, but yeah, I agree with you. The MTH buildings, the the older animated MTH buildings are awesome. Yeah. I just, again, you know, that one, that those bases are, are really thick. And when I put it on my layout, they like, you know, they're like, I have to, it just looks strange if I don't try to like hide it or kind of make it blend in with everything else because it sits, you know, so high. You'd almost have to drill like a rectangle or whatever it is around your table and sink it into the layout that way. That yeah, I mean, here's the thing: like that that's good for people who. Well, number one, it's for people who just you know and just you know I you know I just want the building on my layout. It doesn't matter how it looks like yeah. sitting. Um, or people who have you know those you know multiple layers right on their layout. Uh, and they have la- they have uneven landscaping, you know, more realistic landscaping where, yeah, they just they cut the foam and they just plop that in there and it just blends in with everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, it'd be cool to get one of those, but I have to redo like half my layout to fit it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I want one, but I don't want all the work that goes with it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, th- that's another good thing. about. well, I should say that's that's. um a great thing with with uh, Lionel MTH and Menards is they do make some smaller buildings too and some thinner mm-hmm. buildings. So if you if you're kind of hard pressed for room, because not everybody can have like you know twenty buildings and gigantic skyscrapers and stuff like that. You know everyone's layout is different. Some people have smaller, um, you know, carpet layouts um, or smaller. You know, like a you know when you have like a four by eight board. Or even like, you know, a four by four for that matter, you know, you're kind of limited with the buildings that you can put on there, right? Because, you know, you want to have room for your track or and maybe a couple switches and um, maybe some road and maybe, you know, some landscaping. And now you're like, okay, well, hmm, where I get where's the building gonna go now? So yeah, there there are some smaller, smaller footprint buildings out there. For sure. Like I have some of the, uh, well, I had two at one point, the uh, three-story buildings with the fire escape uh, from MTH. Those are really nice. I got the Eric's Trains uh, Legacy Station one. They did they did back in 2016, I think. Uh, I got that, and I got one of the uh, four-story uh, buildings that's the uh, train shop, which I've been looking for that for years. And I got that, and they're really nice buildings. They don't take up a ton of uh, with, um, but they are very nice, and so you can stick those pretty much anywhere you like. So let me ask you this: then, if you were starting out, if you were brand new to O scale, who would you go with? And if you were a, and this is a two part question. Okay. So if you were brand new to O scale or brand new to a layout, right? You finally decided to okay, I'm going to put a board down, and I'm going to make a really cool city scene what were your where would you recommend people go and second part of that question is if you're a veteran uh seasoned o scale modeler and you want to add pieces to your layout where are you going to go let's see the first part of the question for a city scene 
For city, I would do the MTH, the high top buildings, like the four story, six story, those sort of things. And then I would go branch off of that with Menards for their high top buildings. Uh, th- that's for city. Um, and I would throw, if you got the room for it, I would throw one of those MTH operating ones, the, probably the McDonald's if you're going to do a city scene um, or a fire hall, that sort of deal. Um, and then for the veteran part, I'd probably go the same route, to be honest, with you, MTH, Menards. And it's, it's it's not to make this an episode on them, but, you know, I feel like those really are probably the best for your money. You know, best bang for your buck, as we say, uh, with dollar value and what you're getting. I mean, you're getting a out-of-the-box, ready-to-go building. You hook it up to power and you're done. You know, you don't got to play with it for three hours trying to get it. Uh, working and all that or build it or whatever you can just throw it on and be done with it so that would be my recommendation okay yeah and that that makes sense to me right like Mm -hmm. so the, the the answer here is that have a good mix of buildings because you're there's going to be something that you want that maybe only one of them makes and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we can, we can, you're right. We can have a whole discussion tonight on Menards buildings only, and we can brag about Menards and, you know, how awesome Menards is with their buildings and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're not sponsored by Menards, yeah, you know, no. <laughs> but Hey, Menards, if you're listening, yeah, you know, uh, Hey, you know, Hey, hi. Yeah. How you doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Building, building would be nice. <laughs> um, uh, Matt, Matt, Oh, skill train podcast building. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> Train station, preferably. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, the, the, joking aside, um, you know, they're all the buildings are great, and by the by, the ones that you like the most that you want to see in your layout, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what we talk about here, if if you like something by Lionel, buy the buy the thing by Lionel. If you want if you want the thing by MTH, buy it from MTH. That's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Buy what you want and put it on your layout. We're only kind of giving you suggestions and just kind of going down the the list of, hey, you know, in the market today, what is available to O-Scale modelers as far as like housing goes? You recently put a kit together, didn't you? Yes, I did. I bought the uh, Proses Engine House. Uh, Pros is a company out of Turkey, I believe it is, or Istanbul, one of the two. Um, so I bought this. Uh, I actually bought it from a uh, U.S. dealer. Um, I bought it from Mario's Trains out in Virginia. And uh, I've been looking at it for a while, and I was watching a guy on YouTube, and he showed it, and I was like, wow, this thing's really cool. For starters, it's got doors. The doors actually open up. It's got a remote that you open the doors on. So it's really, really cool. So you can shut them, look like they're doing work, and uh, open them up when you want to run the piece. Um, But it's a kit. So this is actually my first kit that I've built. And I really got to say, the building process on it was not that difficult. Um, It took some thinking and doing, but it really wasn't anything that, you know, a little bit of experience in building models it doesn't have to be trains but uh, building models or just you know even like woodworking that that kind of thing um you can get by with doing this kit so basically you took the pieces you glued them together uh and then you set it up you can paint it however you want i left the outside of it just the regular 
uh, color it comes in. The inside I painted gray, and I really got to say it looks really nice. Uh, my most recent fun with that was putting the windows in, <laughs> which that was a uh, project and a half. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it, it wasn't like that was hard. It was just time consuming. Um, I ended up ditching the way they did it and I did a video on it. So if you want to check that out, you can, um, I, uh, ended up just using my own plastic and didn't use the materials that came with the kit, uh, just because it was easier than putting the individual strips in. But, uh, overall it was a really nice kit and I would definitely build another one. Uh, it was a lot of fun and I really had a great time with it. Hoping to build more soon. Yeah, I've, I've seen the finished product and it's it's awesome. I, I really enjoy it. And, you know, that's a good example of, well, you know, if you're not into pre-made buildings, well, there's kits out there and there's unpainted kits, you know, where uh, you, you buy the pieces. If you like, maybe you like putting stuff together like that, right? A lot of people like putting model kits together and uh, making it their own. And I know I forgot his name from Lionel, but he was doing like a workshop Wednesday Ryan. every week. And he was, uh, yeah, Ryan, he was putting together uh, a, a building kit like every week. And he was, he was, um, he's making it his own, right? You know, like this is the way I want my house to look. And that's awesome. Go for it. I mean, if you're, if you're looking for like, uh, you know, great prices, you know, kits are usually inexpensive for the most part Mm -hmm. and uh you know there's there's a lot of value to see there because not only do you get the you know the finished product to put on your layout but there's that you know in between phase where you get to build it and if that's your thing if you like building stuff like that that could be fun too that or painting figures you can do that you know you can really make anything you want your own doing or even kit bashing if you want to make combine two buildings into one or whatever you want to do you can do that and make something really cool out of it it's always something to think about yep i'm i'm not into painting at all me neither (laughs) (laughs) this engine house was enough for me i'd rather spend the money and buy the painted figures than and curse every other second while I'm painting them. <laughs> and there is absolutely nothing wrong with painting. It's just that when I paint, I get more paint on myself <laughs> than than on the actual product I'm painting. Me too. And that's the problem. <laughs> it's like I get it all over my workbench or something. It's like half the time it's got a million different colors on it because I've painted, yep. I've used like six of them. <laughs> so it's, oh I have, God. <laughs> I have no problem putting kits together. I have no problem gluing buildings together. Like that is not a problem. I, I actually enjoy uh, building things f- with with kits. I like kit building. I like, I like snap uh, fit. Uh, models, um, not just like O gauge models, but other types of like you know figure models that you can like snap put together. Um, I enjoy that a lot, so I, I I can I can see why people would like that from the building side. I'm just yeah, again on the on the on the painting side, I'm not in there. But you know what's cool with the kits that Lionel just came out with, or you know they maybe somebody else did it too, but they have those like uh, glue little uh, sticky glue lights now. Oh, yeah. So you buy the pack of lights and you just you take the tab off. You just, you know, you, you, you build your kit building, right? It's completed. You paint it. And then you're like, okay, I got to light this thing. Well, you, you go, you, you buy the pack from Lionel, the sticky lights. You, know, you stick however many lights you want in there, run the wires to the power. And now you got a, a really cool lighted building. 
Yeah. And like, if you don't want to do that, you can use uh, LED strips or whatever you want. But those peel lights, those are really nice, uh, yep. especially for a newcomer to the hobby. Absolutely. Yep. Well, let's, um, unless you have anything else on buildings, I think we've come to the conclusion that, you know, a, a good mix of buildings is where to go. There is no, there's no best choice. Honestly, there really isn't. the The choice is whatever fits your your budget and whatever you like that looks the best to fit your kind of style is the ones that you should buy. So, I completely agree. Right? Okay. So let's move over to accessories. And oh, uh, just one last thing that I forgot on the building side. I do have uh, a I do have one custom building. So just really fast on the custom side, you can actually have people make custom buildings for you as well. The bridge boss guy built a custom subway station for me. It's a raised platform. You know, it's got like it like you would go up like two sets of stories, and it sits on my layout. So if you look at my layout, like right behind the main train station, there's a raised subway platform up there. Um, so, uh, and again, I, sorry, I didn't mean to jump back into this, but, um, custom buildings is if you want something unique and you want something special, um, there are plenty of guys out there who do custom buildings for you. Tell them what you want and they say, okay, I can probably build that for you. It's probably going to cost you a little bit, but they can probably make you anything you want. I was wondering who made that bridge boss. He's out by me. Uh, yeah, bridge boss. Yeah, far away. Yeah, um, yep. I was wondering who made that. That's really nice. I'm gonna have to get it, one of those. It is. It is really. It is really cool. He he asked me. Um, I told him the height of the track. I think it cost me. Uh, to be honest with you, I think it cost me about sixty or seventy bucks for that thing. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's all like metal and everything. So, like my grandfather, he used him for a couple bridges he made, but I I didn't know he did that. That's really nice. Yeah, that, that guy is super, super talented. Yeah, I, I love his stuff. So uh, I think it's bridgeboss.com. Okay, so yeah, the website is www.bridgeboss.com. If you go to that website, the picture on his homepage, if you look to the right side of the picture, there's a there's an elevated L station. And that's what he made me, um, but mine is cut to height. So, you know, you can tell him you want it, you know, X, you know, tall. And he'll cut it uh, to, you know, where you want your height to be. So, but yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I have. And then I glued figures on it myself. So nice. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's jump into accessories now. Um, probably a big, uh, probably a big fun topic for a lot of people uh, because accessories and O scale pretty much go hand in hand, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Accessories became like super popular uh, at the, you know, in post-war uh, when Lionel became huge and kids were opening up, uh, you know, their Christmas presents. And, hey, what accessory am I going to get this year? Am I going to get the milk car? Am I going to get the milk car? Am I going to get the lumber yard, uh, the ice station? Uh, there are just really, really cool. I love those things. Yeah. Me too. Cool. I mean, yeah, some of them aren't to scale, but. Who cares? They're they're cool. When you're right? having fun, it doesn't matter what how big or small it is. You know what I mean? 
It, yeah, and I'm kind of impressed by when when those came out. Like, let's say it's like you know 1955, right? I mean, the technology is pretty freaking sweet to do stuff like that. I mean, they had they had the, the crane that would like the magnet that would pick up like uh, crates and stuff like that, and um, you know, the built car would use like a like a, I think obviously they utilized a lot of bag magnets were obviously used a lot um, just because it was an, an easy technology to you know magnetize and unmagnetize and move parts around, but still, you know, it was just, it was very, very cool thing. Uh, accessories are, especially, you know, that, uh, you know, when Lionel started doing them and then, you know, it, it, uh, kind of skyrocketed from there pretty much. And like, too, you got to think, you know, they didn't have servo motors and all that stuff. They're using AC pull mowers out of engines at the time. You know what I mean? So it's like to have that back in the day. So that's really innovative and really cool. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, that's been that's been kind of ever since then. Uh, people love accessories on their layout. All of the uh, hobby shops around me have big layouts in the middle with tons of buttons around the layout that you push a button and something happens. Right. Signals go down. Switch man comes out of the building. You know, just all kinds of little cool little things that can happen. And now I don't have a lot of accessories. What I do have is a Kaline uh, smoking diner. And I guess you can categorize that as a building too, but it, it is, it's more than that because it has some pretty cool features. And Matt, you can attest to this as well because you have the same building, but in a different railroad. Yes, I do. So it smokes. So it's a smoking diner. So it has a smoke unit in it. So it kind of gives you the effects of like, you know, someone cooking in the kitchen in the diner. And then it also has a music. It plays music. So there's another button. So mine came with, um, you know, uh, with two kind of like feeder buttons, uh, you know, one turns on and off the smoke unit and the other one, you push the button and then it plays like a jukebox kind of rock and roll music or something like that. So, but, uh, I think that that's probably, um, the only accessory that I, that I, I would categorize as an accessory on my layout because, um, you know, I, I kind of do mostly scale stuff and, Unfortunately, a lot of the a lot of accessories are just not to scale. Is that would that would that be a fair assumption? Yeah, I, I'd say, and, and and rightfully so, right? Because I mean, like stuff like that, you know, requires that the unit be maybe a little bigger than it normally is, uh, so it can interact with you know everything around it. Now there are like scale ones, like you know a lot of, some of the Lionel ones or like the like uh, I like what I do want to get eventually is um, it's a, an accessory where it looks like uh, some guys are working on the track. Oh yeah. And they the got like crew. little welding. Yeah. The track crew. Yeah. That thing's awesome. I yeah. love that thing. That is a really cool accessory. I, got the um, I would actually love to get that one. I'd like to get that too. Yep. But there are, there's like um, swing sets. Um, there's like uh, playground stuff uh, that simulate like kids doing things like swinging on the swings. Um, and I think those are close to scale, if not actually scale. Um, don't quote me on that. I don't know for sure. Heck, but, uh, Coney Island. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. 
You can. There are there are some. Lionel came out with that whole the whole kind of like uh, oh, carnival. Car- yeah, like carnival. Like uh, there's a Ferris wheel, a merry-go-round, any kind of like carnival ride you can think of. Like they came out with it, and I've seen layouts with that stuff on there, and they look they look pretty sweet. I got a guy that um, uh, I went to his house. He had an open house. He had like all of that. So he had a whole section of his layout dedicated to that. It's like that <laughs> is awesome. really really cool. See all sweet. those operating. Uh, Circus ri- or um, carnival, carnival rides and all that's yeah. really really cool. It it gives so much character to the layout, right? You're like, oh, okay, that's that's your that's your uh, you know that's your theme park side. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So to branch off a little bit more on accessories, I do have other types of accessories, and those would be my block signals. So I do have uh, a good amount of dwarf block signals. I do have. A few uh, three color signals, and I do have a set of crossing signals as well. They are all lighted up to each other. Right now, I, I'm not using any kind of insulated insulated track sections. That's not how I I have mine triggered. Uh, mine are all triggered by because I use all the stuff by Z stuff, and it's all optical sensors. Now, there's arguments for optical sensors, and there's arguments for insulated track sections. Insulated track sessions are 100% a lot more reliable. Problem is, is that I had already installed my track. I did all of the ballasting on my track, and I really didn't want to rip up track to do the insulate do the insulated track sections. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go with the Z stuff route, and it's paid off. It works perfect. Like I have all of my block signals and my dwarf signals, and everything is like if a train. Cuts that signal, it activates the dwarf signals, it, it activates the crossing signal. So the blink, um, you know, the blinkers start on the crossing signal when the train, uh, when something passes through the sensors and there's one on each side. So, you know, it has to completely pass both and then the blink, uh, the crossing signal will stop. I don't have any audio hooked up anymore because it's just that would be careful with that, folks, if you have a smaller layout. I, I don't know if you want the crossing signal audio constantly going because it would drive you, you know, my, <laughs> mine would trigger like every 20 seconds. It would just be like crazy. So I just had the lights flashing, but I love it. I think the, 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 um, the signals and everything and the, in the, um, the road crossing signal adds so many, uh, so much character to your layout and, and, and a lot of realism as well. There are some great, and I've seen some pictures of some fantastic layouts out there with, with um, you know, just like multiple block signals. Like everything is like done by blocks, and uh, you know, all the signals uh, will all trigger uh, based on what's on the track, and it's pretty, it's really, really neat what you can do with signals for sure. Grade crossing signals are MTH. They're the they're the scale overhead crossings, so they're the more modern type of crossing. Uh, crossing signals and then my my actual like track signals are all z stuff that's about it as far as accessory goes for me uh how about yourself matt well, i think you're forgetting one thing uh it's a piece of track but um uh the sensor track oh that well good idea i yeah. do have two two i actually have two uh pieces of sensor track i actually have one on each loop so what that does is just really quickly, not to go too much into it, is number one is if you have a legacy engine that has the 
uh, sensor underneath when it goes over the LCS track, you can have it do several things. So it can trigger a crossing signal. It can trigger like a, a forward signal. It can do all kinds of things. It can program your engines correctly into the remote. So what happens is if you get a new engine, you, you know, you, you program it, you give it an ID, you know, say I give it an ID of 10, but I don't fill in anything else in the legacy remote. What happens is, is once this engine goes over that, that signal, it actually sends its information. It knows it's ID 10 and it sends that information through the LCS track into my legacy base and into my remote and it'll populate the remote with all the correct information. So the, the name, the railroad, the, the road number, um, the, the, the correct setup for, uh, when you set up that engine. So it's a legacy engine with legacy rail sounds, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, that's actually a really cool piece of, um, uh, electronic, uh, accessory that I have. And then I, I guess I should probably mention that I do have the, the Wi-Fi as well for the LCS. I don't use the, the iCab all that much. And I, I heard, I heard that they are supposed to be working on it or perhaps redoing it or making it better. I, I hope so. If that's, I don't know how true that is. Um, I don't want to uh, uh, admit to anything because I, I, I've just kind of heard it here and there. I don't remember where I heard it, but I heard that they might be working on it again. I've been hearing it though for the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Eventually it'll happen. I don't know when. Yes. But yeah. It'll happen. But it's, it, a, it needs it needs a facelift for sure. It, it well. Couple things. It, it needs a facelift, and number two, it's only compatible with with iOS. It's not yeah. compatible with Android. So if you have an Android device, if you're not an Apple person, you don't have any iOS, you can't run iCab. No. Period. So I have a um, uh, iPad that I use for the iCab app, but it's like I want it on my phone with the MTH app. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, I've, I'm an Apple guy, so I haven't. You know, I have. I run it on my. On my well, I have an Android tablet too, so I I, I dabble in both worlds as well because I'm I'm a computer IT guy, so you know I I try to keep updated with all technology, but um, yeah, I think that's a, I think they're missing out on a whole group of people by not having an Android app. And nowadays, it's not that difficult to if you have a, an app for the iOS to migrate that app over onto Android. So, no. all right, well, I think that that accessory is uh, wraps it up for me. How about you, Matt? Well, I got a couple. Um, the first of which I do have a sensor track, and uh, which I need to hook up. Uh, I've been meaning to do that. Um, however, one thing that, and not to circle back on this, but one thing I wish you could do with that is control how many times it does the effect you want, blow the whistle, do the recording, whatever. Maybe have it do it like every 20 times around the track. Because to do it every single time it goes around is kind of annoying. But that's just my take on that. I don't know what you think on that. But. I would agree with that. Um, it could probably do that. They could probably count like if it passes by wait, you know, maybe wait like um, at a timer or something. Mm -hmm. The one thing that always bothered me, though, is that how come legacy engines, how come there's no button or ability to just blow across the signal? Why do I, I have to use the LCS track to do it? I don't like know. you couldn't you couldn't make one of the buttons be across. I mean, that's one of those popular ones that people like doing. Yeah. Like, 
Why do we have to do it manually? MT- what, DC, DCS, DCS does it. Yeah. In fact, DCS does the forward, the reverse, and the crossing signal on the DCS app and on the and the remote too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand why Lionel never plugged that into their into their. Well, you can do it. You just need an LCS track to do yeah. it for some odd reason or it's other. Not, but yeah. uh, anyhow, um, yeah, that was just my one little. Uh, note on that uh, i wish that would happen but um anyway i have the uh sensor track like i said Uh, i have the diner which i love that thing it's fantastic uh the music on that thing is really cool um and then i have two more that i really i don't know how i waited so long to get these things uh the first is my broadway limited water tower with the spout and the sounds that thing oh my god that is probably one of the best that was the best 100 hours in this hobby i think i've ever spent (laughs) that thing is fantastic that and the second best 100 hours i've spent was on my bluetooth radio tower that thing is fantastic um it's got a bluetooth speaker uh that i hook up to my um echo and i uh i can play music or youtube videos or our podcast whatever you want to do uh with it just a bluetooth speaker that hooks up to like your phone or whatever uh inside a uh, radio tower it's got a blinking light on top they're both really really cool uh accessories and i would definitely like to see them being repeated they're awesome i saw those too those are um those are cool i love that radio tower (laughs) i waited forever and a day to find to find one and same with that water tower as well uh the radio tower is very hard to find when i uh was looking for it you know i saw it when it came out and wanted it and wanted it again and so then about three years later i uh was in the hunt for one i couldn't find one couldn't find one so then uh i put an ad on the forum and somebody said that a dealer had it, and I went ahead and grabbed it. Uh, so that was really cool. And then the uh, water tower, uh, that one, I, when it came out, I saw it first in HO. All right. So it was really cool when it came out in HO. And then I saw they were doing it in O. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then just this past summer, I ordered that along with my Pros' engine house that we talked about earlier. Um, I wrote up both those at the same time, and that water tower is really, really nice. I like it a lot. Broadway needs to do more O-scale buildings and accessories. They really do. Yeah, right? Like, totally. Like, that. oh, that water tower is cool, dude. That mm-hmm. is very, very neat. It's yeah. And it's not huge either. Like, the MTH, they make a variant of their, their water tower, but it's a bigger building tower uh the broadway is off a thirty thousand gallon i think it is um tower so it's a smaller footprint so it fits really well in with the space and plus it's a near central tower they made a a bunch of different heralds on the back i grabbed the new york central i wanted the plain brown but the dealer i got it from didn't have it so i settled for new york central so that's that's fine uh, but it's really cool, and like I said, I, I wish there was more to be had, maybe in the future. I hope Broadway Limited goes down that route and makes a lot more O-scale accessories. Me too, because I mean, their stuff in HO is fantastic. You know, I I marvel at some of the things that these HO people have that we don't. I'm sure they marvel the other way around too. But you know, it, it's really cool um, that the stuff is finally coming to us. 
All right, so I have a bunch of MTH um, block signals and just regular uh, signals, and they're hard to find. You know, I go on eBay and and this, that, and the other place, and I I can't find them. You know, or if I find them, they're uh, horribly priced. They're you know priced to the moon, and you know. So I happened to go on eBay. I found a two pair of the. Uh, searchlight signal so i got two of those i found on the forum i found a two pair of the bno block signal um which is very nice and i was on the hunt for a pensy signal bridge and i probably will eventually get one uh, from mth however i found a custom maker that's uh knr um custom models and uh, they make signals. And so I bought the uh, modern style signal bridge and I did a review on it. And no sooner after I did that review, I got an email from them saying, we're doing a Pensy signal bridge. Do you want one? So uh, absolutely I do. And so I got that uh, last week or two weeks ago. Uh, that's a beautiful bridge. Uh, I really like that, and I also have some of their dwarf signals as well. So if you want custom signals, they're definitely the place to go. They make a bunch of different uh, uh, signals that you can they can do custom work, and they have off-the-shelf items that they make as well. So really, really cool. Yeah, I saw that uh, YouTube video you did on that, and those um, those signal bridges are, are fantastic looking. Yes, they are. They're really nice. Yeah, when you the, the only thing, the only problem that I ran into, and I yeah, I run double track, and I do have room to put a signal bridge over both of them. I just I need something wide enough that's going to cover both tracks, right? I don't remember how far apart my two tracks are. There are a couple. In, there's a couple. In, I think it's. I think across. I think I'm running like eight and a half or nine inches across, maybe. From from one end of the fast track to the other end of the fast track, so I just needed something that would stretch all the way from one end to the other. Uh, and they said that they do. They said that they do actually do custom lengths. So I'm going to look into that. Well, that'll be nice. You know, I uh, when I did my signal bridge, I wasn't sure exactly where I wanted it, so I just had to make the off the shelf uh, spacing. I kind of wish I would have customized it a little more, but what can you do? Um, yep. It's still really a very nice uh, bridge, and I would definitely buy another one. Oh no, hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's. I'm. I'm. I think I'm definitely going to try them out as well. You definitely won't be disappointed. Well, if if I am, I'm coming after you. So. <laughs> I'm going to spam your channel. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to go on your podcast <laughs> and complain. Yeah, right. Oh wait, I, wait, I already do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool <laughs> and for the price you know i don't think you really can't you know talk about menard's prices their prices are really good too um you know for signals you got to think you know z stuff and um there's other signal manufacturers that i'm forgetting right now but you know there's some of these signals that they're nice like the z stuff have the optical sensors in there and all that sort of thing they're nice but they cost an arm and a leg and they're yeah. hard to find yes they are he's actually he he actually lives um uh around 15 20 minutes south of me i know where he, i know where he um he's he's local here in chicagoland oh really so yeah that's cool yeah 
That's really nice. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> in fact, true story. Uh, I bought one of his crossing signals a couple of years ago, and I had a problem with it. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call the number on there. I called him and he answered, and it was him, <laughs> and he helped me. That's I was nice. like, wow, that's pretty good service if yeah. I ever had any. So yeah. Yeah, I called your manufacturer, and the guy who owns it is the picking up the phone, helping me out. I'm like, all right, well, you're you're the best guy to help me, I guess. So, yeah, right, straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, and he did fix it too, as well. So it's uh, he, he he helped me with my problem. So, all right, Matt. Well, I think that wraps it up for tonight. I think this was a really cool episode. Uh, we got to talk about buildings and accessories, and our own buildings and accessories, and. Uh, what's out there and you know our personal opinion again you know everything we stated here is just our opinion you know we're just two o scale model railroading guys and you know we we do you know if you if you look on our channels uh you'll see our layouts we do have a lot of buildings and uh you know we've we've tried them all and uh, you know, so we're just kind of giving you our our honest opinion on things that's all but you know mm-hmm. in the end you know go what fits your layout the best. And go with what you like, because in the end, it it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. The, the only thing that matters is, do you like it and are you having fun with it? Exactly. You know, you you do it to please yourself. You, you don't do it to please anybody else. If other people like it, great. But in the end, at the end of the day, you're the person you have to please. And yep. that, that's that's the long and short of the entire hobby, really. You know, you yeah. do it for yourself. Absolutely. All right, Matt. Well, where can uh, where can people find you on social media? They can find me on YouTube under Matt Dash Train Lover ninety nine forty three. I'm also on Facebook under the same name. And I can be found on YouTube at West Chicago Model Railroad, and I can be found on Facebook under the same name as well. So uh, I wanted to thank everybody for tuning in and listening, um, and thank you for the comments and feedback that we did get uh, already on iTunes. Uh, we are looking forward to more. So if you are listening to us on a platform that allows you to uh, give a rating or give feedback, we would really, really appreciate it. Uh, It helps us with um, promoting our podcast uh, as well as just letting us know what you guys like and what you don't like. Because, again, you know, we're we're doing this because we like to do it, but we also want to make sure that we're hitting topics that people like as well. Mm -hmm. If you guys got requests or anything else, just let us know. Uh, we'd be more than willing to uh, throw it in the consideration hat, if so to speak. Yep, absolutely. The conduct, the conductor hat. There you yeah, go. The conductor hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this is uh, Matt and Matt signing off. Uh, everybody, have a great weekend. Take good care. Bye.